Hello, I'm Dr. Tanya Bailey. Welcome to Arts, Artists, and Advocates, a podcast-based broadcast. You can find content on demand at lccconnect.com. Go ahead, do it today. Arts, Artists, and Advocates is a series of conversations and performances that explore diversity, equity, and inclusion through the arts and activism. We're highlighting the work of people in our community and across our campus that is making a difference. We are witnessing a new kind of leadership and economic development in cities across the U.S. and abroad. Studies have shown that investments in small businesses, entrepreneurships, especially during the pandemic, has caused many individuals to go out on a limb and start their own businesses. Well, I'm excited today on Arts, Artists, and Advocates to feature a local favorite, Tony Willis, who shares his love for economic development, business, and entrepreneurship with you and I, the listeners. Today's show is fittingly entitled, Got Biz. So please help me welcome Tony Willis to Arts, Artists, and Advocates. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dr. Bailey. This is an honor and a I'm going to say a big privilege for me because I have been a secret fan of your work (laughs) ever since coming to Lansing Community College and uh, learning all of the wonderful things that you're doing. So, yes, this is an honor. Thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm not such a secret fan of your work. I'm just a broad, (laughs) open fan of your work and everything that you touched. So this is uh, I'm ear to ear smiling on here. So thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. Well, let's get into it. Uh, In our first segment, I I just call this Who is Tony Willis? So tell us, who is Tony and where are you from? From, and how has that influenced the work that you're currently doing? Absolutely. So Tony Willis is an uh, individual that was born and raised in Oak Park, Michigan here, a suburb of Detroit. Came up here uh, to live with my dad in uh, East Lansing. And yeah. uh, after that, graduated from East Lansing, then went to LCC. Yay! Uh, hey, that's LCC right. alum in the house. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I owed a lot. And then I transferred to uh, MSU, Michigan State University. So I did that transfer program. Wow. Um, and from there, you know, I got a job in business banking. Before that, I, you know, my girlfriend and fiance, now wife, of, of <laughs> 11 years. And wow, so, congratulations. Thank you. So, father of three, uh, got the job in business banking uh, for about five to seven years, then got into economic development and been mm. in economic development for about eight and a half, nine years now. So, wow. that's a little bit of a quick history of who I am and are some of my, you know, uh, journey into this current space in my current role. But uh, beyond that, I'm a person that loves uh, to be curious, mm. loves a good story. Storytelling okay. is important. Uh, comic books are great for me as well. <laughs> and staying active. So that's that's who I am. Well, we are so excited. You know, you could have stopped at LCC alum, right? Uh, right? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. When everybody asks you, who's Tony? I'm an LCC alum. That's all so amazing. <laughs> See, the audience loves that. Yes, love it. There we go. Well, let, let me ask you a couple of more questions about this as we get to know Tony Willis. Um, tell us about your current position at LEAP and how does it positively uh, advocate for our community? Absolutely. So my current role at LEAP is the Chief Equity Development Officer. I've been in that position now for two years. As I mentioned, I've been in LEAP for about eight and a half years. Um, this role is a was the first newly added C-suite role to the organization last year in the mm. space. And we know when we knew 
that we had to be very intentional and proactive when it comes to making sure the benefits of economic development are reaching all populations in the community here. That's awesome. Right? And we know that uh, economic development as an institution is not been sheltered from systematic racism mm -hmm. and knowing that we have to do our best job to dismantle it as a from our side of things as well to make sure we are creating those access points for people of color for other underrepresented groups as well to take advantage and be a part of the system and the collective as a whole and i love it so and go ahead and give the acronym you know i just said leap because i'm you know you guys are like family but tell everyone what is leap yeah absolutely so leap stands for the lansing economic area partnership we are the economic development organization or edo for the tri-county region meeting ingham eaton and clinton county all right. Now, listen, our listeners are learning something today. I'm not telling you to leap out of your seat. I'm telling you what leap is. <laughs> awesome. Uh, tell us also, you know, for our listeners, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, or DEI, as uh, mm -hmm. it is phrased as well, uh, what it means to you and why it's important for the work that you're doing over at Leap. Yeah, it means a lot to me personally. As a black male in this space, you know, uh, my race is a major part of my identity, mm -hmm. right, in that space. I'm not just an economic developer who's black. I'm a black economic developer. Okay. That's in the forefront of my mind of, of everything. So when I think of DEI, for me personally, it's like how can we be inclusive as an organization to allow other folks to participate, like they have ownership, like to be their genuine selves, mm. and then once they're integrated that way, we can actually do change on a larger scale by utilizing their own traits, yes. their own skills, because when you're not able to be your full self, you can't really fully shine. And we're only hmm. getting a part of you. So DI allows people to really come in as their full selves, and all of that fully benefits the organization at hand. Wow. I, I found probably about three or four T-shirts that I can make off of what you just said. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, but it's, it is, it's definitely true. And I, I know for a fact that LEAP is serious about diversity, equity, inclusion. And you guys have included several different steps to make that happen mm -hmm. um, in your organization. I want to uh, read a quote to you from Reed Hastings. He is uh, the co-founder of Netflix. Hey. Yeah, and of course, a, a huge entrepreneur, uh, philanthropist, and so much more. Uh, he said this, most entrepreneurial ideas will sound foolish and uneconomic, and then they'll turn into be something really great. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, that's, I think he's onto something in that for sure. You know, what I take from that quote is, and it's, there's a lot of truth to that. So before this role, I led all of our entrepreneurial efforts at Leap. Mm. And I've noticed that uh, your idea is your idea. Mm. It resonates with you in a way that other folks might not be able to understand. Uh, they can't copy because their passion doesn't match your passion about that idea. Mm. And so when he says uh, in that quote, that might sound foolish to others. Yeah. But, you know, not everybody has that vision. And, you know, that lightning in that bottle belongs to you. And good. now everybody can implement or capture that lightning the same way you can. So you have to act on it. I love that. You know, I know we have students and um, faculty and many that are listening today that are, are thinking about what can I do or I have mm -hmm. this business idea. And so I wanted to share that quote and get your get your thoughts about it. And what would you say to some students who are interested or going into business, taking classes in business or trying to start out on their own? Um, what would you say and how that quote applies? Yeah, I would say, you know, you can't take the crowd's opinion to heart and to dismantle something that you really value, that you really see as a vision. You have mm. to go for it, right? And you can't be scared to share your vision with other people. That's good. Right? Because a lot of entrepreneurs, I had this great idea, 
and they think it's has to be kept secret. Hmm. And you keep it in the closet, you keep it smothered, you're only shortening or allowing that vision to grow, the hmm. harness. Only by really putting it out there and understanding that you are the one to grow it and you get to share it to the world, that's where you see the growth and traction take place with growing an idea. So Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like to say often that a closed mouth is a closed destiny. Mm. So we have to uh, <laughs> yeah. voice what we what we believe to be true and our ideals are, are very important. Thank you for sharing that. I know some of our listeners are really taking notes on, <laughs> <laughs> on what they could do in, in that regard. So here at Arts, Artists, and Advocates, we have an actual game. Okay. And it's called If, and I'd love for you to play it. <laughs> hey, I guess we're on it. Let's go. <laughs> it's time for another game. Game of if. We're gonna have a little fun with Tony today. So I'm gonna read a statement that starts with the word if, and you're going to fill in the blank. If diversity was a car, what would it be and why? Oh wow. If diversity was a car, what would it be <laughs> and why? Diversity in my mind would be a I think uh, the most amazing, complex, but sophisticated vehicle ever to exist. You know, <laughs> what that vehicle is right now to be determined, but I think that's what diversity would represent as a vehicle. Now, you know the top three automakers are listening right now, right? So yeah. they're trying to, <laughs> they have to figure out what that what that looks like. And we're in a GM town, too. <laughs> right. So, you know, <laughs> whatever Excellent. that premier vehicle for GM would be, that would be that in diversity. That is so great because, you know, diversity is about difference. It's about mm-hmm. um, everyone having a uniqueness that is celebrated, not tolerated. And so, excellent job. Okay, I got two more questions for you in the game of if. All right. If inclusion was a dessert, what would it be? All right. If inclusion (laughs) was a dessert. All right, how about this one? Mm -hmm. Uh, Inclusion could be like a banana split sundae. Oh, my goodness. I'm hungry already. All right. Mm -hmm. I think as, as a dessert, if I'm including ingredients into this dessert yes. that these feel like they're welcomed yeah. and cherished and mm. they all have their own space and that space is theirs and they make up the whole I think that's like a banana split sundae it kind of represents that mind and there's so many different types of ingredients according yes. with that so I love it and and after this we're going to get a banana split so join us everyone <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> because inclusion it, it matters about everyone's voice being heard everybody mm-hmm. feeling welcomed and safe to participate yeah I think we need to develop our own inclusion Sunday I think that's there <laughs> let's make it happen that's a nice title for our next podcast Ooh, inclusion, inclusion Sunday yes okay <laughs> summertime ready there you go <laughs> all right last question in our game of if if equity was an article of clothing, what would it be? Wow. Equity mm-hmm. was an article of clothing. This one is, I'll say, this is a very tough one. I think what it would differ for person to person, because mm-hmm. I think where that equity stands, but something that would be close to your heart, no matter what that uh, is. Something over your chest, your pocket square, your necklace or something. Good. Something over your heart or your value possession. That's where equity lies in my mind. I love it. You know, because equity is about what we do daily, mm-hmm. what we're passionate about. Not something, uh, you know, rhetoric, but real action, a policy making changes and so much more. And that has to be from the heart. Yeah. So I want to thank you. You have just won in the game called If right here (laughs) on Arts, Artists, and Advocates. Thank you so very much for playing that. I know you won't ever forget playing that game. (laughs) Never. This is lifelong memory made. Check. (laughs) Awesome. So we are talking today
today, our subject is Got Biz, short mm. for Got Business. And we're discussing economic development, entrepreneurship, and business with the one and only Tony Willis. Uh, so let's t- dive more into those three areas, economic development, entrepreneurship, and business. How has LEAP been leading the way in those areas? Oh, wow. I think... Uh very much so in many efforts here, you know, how much time we have. But so, <laughs> <laughs> brag, 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 brag. That's right. Okay. So on, on economic development, that's we are at our core. Mm-hmm. Uh, economic development means a lot of things. Uh, but at the baseline, it means prosperity mm-hmm. and opportunity. I love it. All right. So people think economic development is not about just the projects, uh, like we're building a new building here or landing a new project from a foreign investment. Those are the means to the end, the end is opportunity and prosperity, mm-hmm. all right? Because we want our region to be a a region of choice, a destination where people want to be here. We want to make sure people feel included. Mm. We want people to have to live out their best life. And opportunities allow you to do that. You have opportunity to choose jobs. You have opportunity to have uh, competitive wages. You have opportunity to find a skill mm-hmm. set that makes you flourish. So economic development is really about creating a prosperous and a, and a oper- a area where opportunity can flourish in our community. I love it. And, I love it. <laughs> and so, and I'm going to continue down here, Dr. Yes, Bailey. Yes, come on. And so with that, we at LEAP, we've done a number of programs uh, in the entrepreneurial line from uh, pitch competitions. We talked yes. about getting your idea out there. We've had the hatching has been going on for the last eight years, wow. if not more, in that space, which is a, right now it's a uh, quarterly pitch competition. We've done a program called One and All, which is focused on uh, entrepreneurs or spying entrepreneurs uh, that are at or below the Alice threshold. So mm. the asset limited income constrained employed threshold and where around 40% of Michiganders are that. Wow. And that number goes up to 60% for black households in Michigan. And beyond that, we've just launched a program of called Elevate, hmm. which focuses on black entrepreneurs. It's a six-month accelerator program, really focused on uh, increasing revenue, wow. profitability, and prominence for black-owned businesses in the Lansing region. So entrepreneurship, we're leading that way. And then when we talk about business as a whole, we've had a phenomenal last few years when mm. attracting some large projects. The biggest one was the Altima battery plant with GM. Yes. That's uh, I forgot, $15 billion in that space of investment nice. in our community. The exact number could be off, but it's, it's up there though. <laughs> it's, it's up there. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, across the board, LEAP is leading these efforts with our key partners like LCC and many others in this region yes. to really make sure that we have a prosperous uh, region for all. I absolutely love all three of those. I mean, you broke everything down, economic, <laughs> and business. Uh, how do all three of those uh, connect to diversity, equity, inclusion? Yeah, you know, it's they, they all have our diversity, equity, inclusion connects is, is a crucial part to all three of those success. Okay. I say it that way. Uh, for us as economic development, we look at it as we want a thriving, diverse uh options for our populations here, right? Yes. And so if somebody or some group feels that they can't do that here, mm-hmm. then we are failing as the region. Mm-hmm. We want you to be able to say, hey, I want to start this business venture here. I nice. am a black male. I am a black mm-hmm. female. I'm a Hispanic in this space. I want to do this business and I am, and I am able to do this, Yeah. right? I'm able to have resources. I feel connected that these resources that are out there. I can tap into at any time, at any space, Nice. right? So that's where I look at you know, from the entrepreneurship to economic development and the business and the business angle of that, mm-hmm. you have to be, or we have to allow anybody to have access, mm-hmm. have ownership, 
and feel included in the process that takes place. Absolutely. Oh, that that is, I mean, and, and it's shown through the work that you're doing across the community and what you've just described. Uh, and so I see the connection, I see the importance, and I am so glad that LEAP is with us <laughs> in this community uh, champion this. So in our last segment, you know, it's something I, I just loosely call getting comfortable with uncomfortable conversations. Mm. So we're going to talk a little bit about race and identity in this last segment. And I want to want to ask that you share with our listening audience uh, what your earliest recollection of your racial identity is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my earliest is probably pretty early, probably in my before I hit, in my teens in okay. my mind. I think you know um I know was, I grew up in Oak Park, was a predominantly black community, mm-hmm. uh, then followed by uh, a Jewish and then uh, Chaldean mm-hmm. and Middle Eastern, that space. Then I came up here for high school and at East Lansing, which is predominantly white. And mm-hmm. so where I feel like in Oak Park, 70% of Oak Park residents were black, mm-hmm. you know, being a part of the majority group. And then I saw a distinct difference. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily, you know, people were treating me this way. I just noticed that my, what I valued as seeing black, at who I am, and noticing that difference definitely was at that point in time was like, oh wow, um, and but yeah, it means you know I identify as like my three core traits. One of those being black off the front. Yes, awesome. Uh, so in our next question in this segment, I want to um, ask this question of you: Describe a stereotype about your culture that you would want to demystify. Oh boy! Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's yeah. see. We're really this going is, into it. That's huh? right. Getting getting comfortable with uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess there's there's two. Okay. Really, I'm gonna say, I think some stereotypes. One stereotype is that I'll say both that black people think about other black people, mm-hmm. as well as well another stereotype that you know. Other groups might think about black people. For the first one, black people do support black people. <laughs> the goal and people with the notion that, you know, we hear this like in the community, like yeah. we don't support each other. That's the farthest from the truth. Right. That is an agenda propaganda type play, I think, in my mind. But we support each other in so many ways. I think that support might not be seen on a larger scale mm-hmm. in that space. But I really want to say that black people support love and care for other black people. Stereotype debunked and demystified. All yeah. right, that's number one. That's you got not, another one. The other, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Two times. There we go. Uh, for for other groups looking at black people uh, in this space, and I think that people attribute the condition of black people for their what they think is a lack of productivity, mm. or in that space, which is furthest from the truth. Mm-hmm. The condition of black people in America mm-hmm. is not the condition of the black person's productivity at the least. It's the conditions of the effectiveness of in, of pretty much atrocities that are going on Correct. to stop somebody living out their full life and having the potential to support themselves, family, in a way that they truly envision. Absolutely. And, you know, these are long-term engagements that have happened since day one in this country that we have yet to really ever, ever try to rectify. We have just stopped harming mm. black people to some degree. Right. But we have never tried to fix or have restorative justice to repair the harm that was ever done. That's good. And so when we think, wow, you know, they just worked harder or this and that. No, no, no. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. People are working twice as hard and getting a half. And that's not fair. And that life should not be for anybody should have to go through that in their lifetime. So I really want to say 
the condition that you think somebody's not working hard for it and that's their sum total of what they are, that's mm-hmm. not the case. One more stereotype debunked and demystified. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony Willis. Well, listen, I want to know, finally, uh, what are some current things that you're working on at LEAP or abroad uh, or future projects that our listeners can support or have advocacy with you about? Yeah, so as I mentioned, we launched uh, our new program called Elevate, yes. which is a black business accelerator program. Uh, we just uh, announced our five, or sorry, our eight uh, finalists that wow. are going through this program. Uh, we have, you know, I was going to go down the list here, but we have, <laughs> <laughs> we have everybody from Tiffany Norday with Rock the Block Studio, Dance the Norday's, uh, Mr. Leslie's Cheesecake, uh, Deanna Brown, Everything Cheesecake, wow. uh, uh, and uh, Eva Thompson with Gym Cleaning Services. So we have uh, eight businesses in this cohort. Mm-hmm. We're focusing six months of time on them and to really grow these three key areas, which are Revenue, profitability, and prominence. Wow. And we know that revenue, cash is king for businesses, is the lifeblood of a business. Mm-hmm. How can we help these businesses grow and increase their customer base uh, and get more sales? Mm-hmm. Then profitability. Let's look at a deep dive, open the hood, and see where we can figure out operational efficiencies to save more money. Yes. Right? Because if we can create that, now more money is being saved. that can be spent on the employees. It can be spent on the owner. It can be spent on investment in the business. Then lastly, with prominence, is that we want black businesses to be looked at on an equal stature mm. as their non-black counterparts in this space. Mm. And that's something crucial. That's a great uh, program that we just launched. It's in partnership. It's funded by our partners at PNC. Uh, foundation, they nice. uh, a three-year commitment for this program here, as uh, well as Ingham County, uh, the Board of Commissioners that support this program as well. So this is a, a great program that we've just launched uh, recently. And I am impressed. Uh, our listeners cannot see you, but you rattled all of that off without a sheet of paper. Like <laughs> everyone in the cohort is mentioned. Uh, and I am so excited about Elevate. And I'm definitely going to bring you and hopefully uh, some of the members from the cohort back to share their experience. I think our listeners would love to learn about that. Yes. And I want to share with our listeners too that this is six months. So we're going to do it again in another six months. So mm-hmm. if you missed it this time, contact Tony Willis. Please. Any final words for our listening audience today? You've been a joy. Oh, uh, you know, Likewise, uh, Dr. Bailey. I think... Uh, Final words here that if you're in the Lansing region, this region is thriving and you're welcome. We want you here. We want your your talents, your aspirations, your goals. We want you to be as incorporated in this community as you want to be in this space. We need you here. Wow. And also say there's a lot of great advocates that are doing work like this. And really, you know, big applause to you, Dr. Bailey, for being (laughs) seriously. uh, You came in. And like a firecracker just brought it right out the sky and, and, <laughs> and started more things in the space. And there are Tony Glasgow as well and so many other yes. people. You know, there's a lot of people. I'll go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> but there's so many great people doing the work out there in the community. And I'm glad to be amongst you as friends and colleagues in this space. So thank you for having me. Well, we are thankful for you. And I'm telling you, this is going to be probably one of the best, best podcasts we've ever had. And uh, you've been one of the greatest guests that we've we've been able to interview. So thank you for that. Listen, I want to thank all of our listeners today for tuning in to Arts, Artists, and Advocates, a podcast-based broadcast. And you can find more content on demand 
at lccconnect.com. Go ahead, do it today. Arts, Artists, and Advocates is a series of conversations, performances that explore diversity, equity, and inclusion through the arts and activism. We are highlighting the work of people just like Tony Willis on our, in our community and on our campus who's making a difference. I've been your host, Dr. Tanya Bailey, and I'm reminding you that you matter. We'll see you next time.